Warning, this podcast will challenge your thinking. Welcome to Business Problems Solved. In this podcast, we help you solve your business problems by providing real examples and practical approaches to make today better than yesterday. Introducing your host, the multi-sector, self-professed, most improved improvement person and qualified business problem solver. Lee Horton. Hey, it's Lee. Welcome to Business Problem Solved. Today, I want to talk to you about something that I spoke to Paul Dunlop recently on a live event on LinkedIn. Um, and I guess the, the career or the stages of an improvement person. But in, more in particular, I want to talk about my journey and my career in improvement. Improvement for me has been an immense, immense learning experience. It's been the best and worst job that I've ever had, but it's the it's the it's the thing that gives me the greatest um, professional um, satisfaction. And and when I was thinking about the conversation that I was to have with Paul Dunlop live on LinkedIn and YouTube recently. Um, I had to think about my career and my journey. So my improvement journey, I think, falls into three separate parts. And and I'm not saying that all improvement people go through these separate stages, but this is how I've how I believe, um, looking back, how my career in improvement has has, has transitioned. So phase one, back in 2006, um, my manager at the time said we were. As a, we was in a public sector organisation, and that organisation was going through a large transformation. Um, the chosen uh, methodology was going to be lean, but they'd rebranded it themselves, and they were going to create another own approach. Um, and my manager said that there's an opportunity that he thought that I'd be um, really good at. Would I consider it? And and I didn't know much about it, but I said yes. Um, and and then I then started to do some training. Um, at work and um, started to learn about some tools. I did some workplace organization training, so 5S training where I had to unscramble some letters and and I I saw the benefits of removing all the stuff you didn't need and putting it into particular order and and all of that stuff. And then I had to do some um, visual management training, some standards training, some uh, problem solving training and then I had to then go and roll this out to the teams that I was supporting and, and deliver these elements uh, elements of, of, of improvement training to um, to different teams and, and people. Uh, and I remember after my first um, visual management training, I knew the team that I was going to be supporting. So they tried to keep you like one or two steps ahead of everybody else. And I went, I did my visual management training, went outside, and I saw this whiteboard. And I wheeled this white whiteboard to the team because I'd seen the light. I'd um, I'd seen this. I'd been in this two-hour workshop, and I'd seen the light and the impact that a whiteboard could have on any process and person. And uh, I wheeled the um, the whiteboard over to the team and started to declare how this whiteboard was the answer to all of their problems. And and staring back at me was um, disgruntled faces, frustration, arms folded, and um, and that really was my first real visible sign of workplace resistance to to me um when i was because i thought i thought that was the answer i thought it was what they needed and it might have been just the way that i went about it was was not not right so my the first phase of my 
improvement career has been tools, techniques, and, and, and learning the individual elements of it and then rolling out those, those individual elements. And that probably lasted, probably lasted about 18 months, two years of my career was very tool centric. Um, but I'd started because I'd, I, I started to have this, this interest in, um, in what it was that we were doing. I had started to, um, read a little bit more about it. I'd started to find some stuff about it online. Um, and I started to ask more. I was more inquisitive about the origins of it and what else was involved because I could, I could see the value and benefits. However, my approach was very much a, um, I guess a, a tool introduction. I hadn't joined the dots between all of the tools in creating a system or anything at that point in time. It was just all about all about the tools. But what had sparked inside me was some inquisitive. Is, I don't know if that's a word. I was more inquisitive, um, and I was studying more, learning more, asking more um, about about this thing that I'd started to really, really enjoy. And so that was the first phase. And then I got promoted. I was seen as as somebody with with um, with some capability and 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 people had seen something within me. I got promoted, um, and and I also um, after a few years left and and joined another two different organisations, and and so for the biggest chunk of of my well, I guess ten ten years of it was around phase two, um, and that was about projects. And programs, and what I mean by projects and programs, that was about looking at what needed to be solved and the problem that needed to be solved, and um, and, and and running a project to try to fix it. So there might have been a productivity challenge, a cost challenge, a quality challenge. There might be, and there was something that people wanted to to fix. And I would look at it from an end to end perspective. I would I would help. Um, I was I was the subject matter expert. I was the one that that could help people. I could be parachuted in and fixing these problems. Um, and I, we, we, I'd run a project or a program of, of work to help um, develop the process so that the problem didn't come back. And, and I'd look at it from like, I'm going to say from the top, but what I mean from the top is, I mean, like I could see end to end, it might cover multiple different departments or multiple different teams, but I could look at it from that and then I could bring people together into the project and program and we could we could fix it fix it together, and I remember part way through that one of the solutions in the early days of my project and program stage of my career, um, it required somebody as part of the solution to move desks, and it required a few people to move desks, but there was one person in particular I remember um, sharing that he needed to move desks, and I thought it was the small part of the solution. And, but, and I thought that everybody would be just happy to do whatever because this problem had existed for a while and everybody wanted to get it, make it better and stuff. So I asked Mike to move desks from, from sitting in his desk and just moving diagonally. And, and like I said, I thought that that was a small, a small change. But to him, it was massive. It was like I was asking him to uproot his, his, his whole family or leave his family and moved to a completely different house. Mike had sat in that seat for a number of, of years next to Josie with window seats. And I've shared this story with you in the past. But that really was just another sign of, of resistance, but also of, of how 
the impact of change on people. So phase one of my career was all about the tools and throwing tools at people and, and trying to get them to, to use these tools to crack whatever nuts that they had in front of them. Phase two was, was using improvement as a, as a mechanism to, to deliver projects and programs to make processes better. But there'd always, there, there, was a, there was something that was just like niggling in me. And there's no single moment. Um, there's those two examples that I've shared so far in this conversation. But there's, and there's other examples where the impact on people had been such that there was something in my approach that wasn't right. And, and so phase three of my, I guess, improvement career was, was to focus on people and the importance of people. Um, and if you focus on people and understand and help people to get better, deliver work of value and to help them improve, then the process performance will naturally come. So phase three of my career has, all, has, has been about um, people and the importance of people. And, and, and I guess phase one was about like in phase two was all about turning a single wheel the process performance and, and making that spin faster better um quicker more efficient phase two there's a second wheel that's been introduced into this and it's a it's the people capability wheel and, and phase, so phase three is all about people capability and, and process capability and getting both of those wheels to move in tandem, but sometimes getting the people wheel to move slightly faster or first, and then the process capability wheel will, will come second. Um, but it's, there's a keen focus on moving both of those wheels together. And that's really the phase that I'm at now, is is just the importance of of people in the improvement, and I, and I guess, when, when Get Knowledge was, was created four, four or five years ago, um, that was with the championing, championing people in the improvement equation. That's one of, our, one, of, one of the things that we say. So I guess for the last seven, eight years of my improvement um, career, I have been focusing on the people aspect, which is why a lot of the lessons that have have come through this podcast over the last four years have been more about how people transition than necessarily the the throwing a tool at a process to make um, the process better. So phase three is all about the people um, and, and turning that. But I think when I think about my journey as an improvement per- person, there's three wheels that I've been consistently or I'm consistently trying to turn now. Wheel number one is the process capability or performance or business capability wheel. So because it, because there has to be a reason for the change to happen. There has to be a reason for the change to happen. And, and, and that's what often brings everybody together that actually we've got a challenge, a performance challenge or, or whatever. And, and so the business capability is wheel number one. Wheel number two is the people capability. So if you want to make it sustainable and if you want to continually develop the process and continually develop 
the, the business, then the people need to be capable to be able to do that. So that's wheel number two is, is development of the people. But I think there's a third wheel in this, and there's been a third wheel throughout the whole of my journey, and it's one thing that's, that's really hit home with me by doing this podcast, is my own personal capability. At the start of the pod, it says the most improved improvement person. Because I believe genuinely that my starting point, I was the, one of the youngest one in the team. Um, yes, I was eager, but every, I looked around me and, and everybody was, was older. They were more experienced, either operationally or within change. We had a team of consultants there. So I've constantly been chasing, constantly been chasing and learning and, and wanting to develop. So wheel number three is my own personal capability wheel. So, and I think if you can turn these three wheels in sync at all times, then it who knows where it will lead and, and whether there's any more wheels that need to be added onto it. So that really is the three phases of my improvement journey. And like I said right at the start, I'm not saying that every improvement person will go through these three phases. This is just how I've learned and how I've developed and, and how I've become um, able to do what I do and but I continuously learn so phase number one was all about tools and techniques and I needed to understand those because they were the foundation they were the they were the ground and, and that allowed me to if my knee was bleeding I had a plaster to put on it or if there was a leak in the roof I could put a bucket underneath it phase number two was um, well how do I stop that that leak from uh, from ever occurring and and because that was the project or the program to stop the, um, to fix the roof so that the, the rain didn't didn't come through and that was looking at it from the from, from a holistic view understanding the end-to-end elements of it and then phase number three is is is, is the difference between taking antibiotics and, and living healthy it's about the people elements um, of it and, and understanding the importance of people and, and, and building the capability of people in line with the process to make sure that whatever you leave behind is sustainable but the one wheel that has uh, or the one phase that that's, that's run through it all is my eagerness and desire to keep learning and I want to keep learning and 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 this podcast allows me to to really not crystallize but have a better view or idea of some of the words and some of the things that I say it allows me to internalize them more and just think on them a little bit more deeply and that's why I'm really so blooming grateful for the opportunity to have this this podcast and, and share um, everything and anything that springs to mind and just the lessons and journeys that I've had for what I believe has been the greatest opportunity that that I've had and that's to learn about this this world of improvements. Um, so yeah, so those are the three phases, but also the three wheels that we need to continuously turn. So phase number one, tools and techniques. Phase number two, projects and programs. Phase number three, the importance of people. But it's all about turning the three wheels. Wheel number one is the building the process capability. Wheel number two is building the people capability. And wheel number three is continuously developing ourselves. That's it. Have yourself an amazing, amazing week. And I look forward to trying next. Thanks for listening to Business Problems Solved. You can contact Lee on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lee Horton, the business problem solver, or via visiting www.leehorton.com for more content and to solve your business problems. And remember, 
Saying you know how to do it is not doing it.